I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. What are we talking about today, Alex? Today we're going to be talking about how to write a good backstory and maybe some pitfalls you can avoid. Yes. And also, like, giving advice on, like, how to kind of choose a background, which yeah. is, like, a little less important, but, you know, it's it's useful. Yeah. But yeah, it just it makes the game more immersive for everyone, and we'll get we'll get more into that. Because first, it's time for a random encounter. Dice. <laughs> and this is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we've encountered outside of RPGs, like in TV, movies, books, etc. Alex, do you have a character you'd like to talk about today? Yeah, I would like to talk about Rasputin. From the movie The King's Man. Mm-hmm. And Rasputin was a character that was just a lot of fun. Um, he was kind of like a witch doctor, um, person that like mixed poisons and tinctures and stuff for one of the, are like the Russian king. The Russians are. But like he's based yeah. on a real historical figure. Oh, I know, I know. I know, but I don't think this was the real historical figure. And later, I he do does... think they took some artistic license. Yeah, because later he does do like a very artistic, like dance, like sword fight that's just very funny. And it, yes, it the... was comical in the fact that like it was just so like it seemed out of place for him to be doing this beautiful dance. Yeah. While he was. Yeah, but he was very funny. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that character, though. How about you, Quinn? Did you bring one? Yes, I did. Today, I wanted to talk about the book So Many Beginnings by Bethany C. Morrow, who is quickly becoming one of my new favorite authors. Um, It's a retelling of Little Women set during the Civil War, like the original, but it's set in a freed people's colony, as in all the people there were formerly enslaved. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I just... I loved how she adapted the characters and their stories a little bit. Like, instead of writing plays, Joe begins writing abolitionist works and tries to garner support for other freed people colonies. And ins- Oh, Little Women. For some reason, I was thinking Pride and Prejudice. Oh, no. And I was like, who's Joe and Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> what? No. But I, I do love Pride and Prejudice. Okay, because you I also do- told a retelling where the Pride and Prejudice... Like from a black perspective, right? I haven't brought that to the show, but I did read one. Okay. All right. I mean, that that's why I was confused, <laughs> right? We're good to go. Yeah. Um, but instead of being an artist, Amy's now a gifted dancer. So it was just really cool to see a story that I know really well told from a different perspective like this. Being a gifted dancer is being an artist. Okay, yes. But I meant like she wasn't <laughs> a drawing I artist. I know. I'm just letting you know that... Instead of being a 2D artist, she yeah. was an artist of movement. The three-dimensional. Three-dimensional means something different. No, she's a three-dimensional artist. We, okay. I think we can all agree on that. She was dancing in three dimensions. Okay. I'm almost well, positive. We, well, technically we it was two dimensions because it was in a book. Okay, I thought so you were going to say technically it's four because also time is what I thought that, you were going to make that true. joke. All right, well, we got there. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get back to a different nerdy topic. Dungeons and Dragons and the backstories we write. Yes. So this is one of our favorite aspects of making a character. That's kind of why we made the show part of the reason. 
Right. Because we really enjoy like making full backstories that have some hooks for the DM and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly what you just said is like the main point that I wanted to make is that, yeah, you want to have details, like some details. Don't You don't want it to be so fleshed out that there's like no room for like it to be altered in any way or like you know what i'm saying like it it shouldn't be just written and then it sits there yeah and yeah it's like it gives you kind of like the idea of how to play the character yes it does but yeah like you want to leave it open for the dm but give yourself enough to work with so that you know what your character's motivations are so you know it it helps you get inside their head and be like oh they have let's say this sibling that was sick or whatever and they've become a mercenary now to get money so that they can get medicine for their sick sibling like Mm -hmm. that gives them a reason to want to be going out and doing this stuff so yeah I don't know if you have anything you want to add right now yeah, so I was just going to add that I think it's important, um, like you said, to give the DM some hooks and, like, that kind of thing. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I had something else I was going to say. But, oh, all right, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's kind of nice if you have the opportunity to work with your DM and bounce yes. ideas off of them. That's a great idea, too, because you're like, Hey, I'm thinking of being a fisherman with a sick sibling that becomes a mercenary. Do you have any thoughts? And then maybe they can help place you in their world that they're making if they're doing a homebrew world or if they're doing like Forgotten Realms or something. Then they can help you figure out what city you would be from and like, you know, yeah. kind of maybe languages you might know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Obviously, we never do that on this show because we're just making characters without like a DM here. Right. And we're obvious. Uh, so I guess it's not obvious. But like, for example, when I made Zadriel and then we I then talked to Andrew, our DM, about like, OK, how's this fit in the world? Can we like, you know, make some tweaks here and there? And then I worked with him after that episode where we made a story that like mostly was unchanged. Right. Like, I do really love that what we did was that our characters had gotten a bag of beans and made a pyramid show up. And you're like, you know what would be really funny is if she was in this pyramid and it got transported. Well, because Andrew always had said it came from somewhere else. It didn't just appear. It came from somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, it did appear, but it... It was a, a thing okay, of, like... it didn't like, manifest from nothing. It, yes. It came from somewhere else. Yes, the matter existed. It was just displaced. Yep. All right. So, um, I was going to say, like, an example of, like, a backstory that, you know, that you thought of and we worked together on was the backstory for Ramis. And if you've listened to any of our Cosnos campaign content, you might recognize that name. Um He's an NPC, and he's a sorcery that you played in the first campaign that ran in that setting way back in 2016. Yeah, so I made Ramus mainly with the goal of I want to be a draconic um, bloodline sorcerer. Yeah. And then I came up with this backstory about, like, why this human um, had draconic bloodline, and it was basically that his family had been cursed by a white dragon way back when. Yes. And then you also said that every 250 years, starting from that time, from the first one, mm-hmm. that 
a child would be born into the family that was infused with this draconic magic. However, as the magic slowly, like, grew in power throughout their life, they would eventually be overcome by this magic and driven mad, like, the first guy that had the curse placed on him. Right. And so we had ideas that can be in last very long because we started to play with your brothers who were a little too young to, like, really get into it. Yeah. Um, and you didn't have a ton of extra time. Yeah. But the... Yeah, I think the goal was maybe we would going to incorporate the madness tables at some point down the line. That was definitely my thing was like thinking of checking it like as maybe traumatic things happen to him in the story. Like, you know, like getting in some dangerous fights would be a traumatic experience and might set some of those things off for him. Um, but it it gave me a lot to think about and build that into the lore of the world. So, yeah. like, because Alex said that, so I was like, okay, so I know that there's this royal family and that they have a curse put on them from wasn't an it, ancient white dragon. Wasn't it also the case that both of your brothers wanted dragons in their background, too? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it was just, a, like, Quinn, you got to deal with dragons. Yeah, Quinn's got to deal with dragons. But, yeah, it, it like, it just, it leads to some cool stuff that you might not even have thought about. And that's one thing that Alex and I love to do is, like, bounce story ideas off each other. Like, as we said, that's Boing. pretty much, yes, that's pretty much why we made the show. That was just a bouncing. It was a beautiful bounce. T-double-I, wait, T-I-double-G. T-I-double-G-er. Tigger. I did my best. <laughs> you were going for the non-IP one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, T-I-double-G-E-R. I am Tiger. <laughs> um... So you you have a few different examples that you had wanted to bring. Is there a particular one you wanted to start with? Yeah, let's start off with a bad a bad example. example. So I had this character named Tristan that was going to be a monk, and that was what I knew about him. And then I had this idea of like, oh, maybe he has a, like a secret daughter that he wants to hide, and that's like how we got to the monastery. So then I wrote this elaborate backstory of like. Oh, his wife that he got um, had this mysterious past that Tristan didn't know about. And then, like, they came and killed his wife. And luckily, him and his daughter were gone. So then, like, when he got back, his wife had, like, left him a note that said something along the lines of, like, get her to safety because, like, she carries the curse or whatever. Or whatever the thing was. Mm -hmm. And I left that up to the DM. But then, you know, we started playing and I was like, Wait a minute. I didn't actually give Tristan any background besides I married a chick who got murdered and now I have to, like, keep my daughter safe. But she's not with me. She's hiding at the monastery. So, like, it was just, like, kind of a nothing burger of a character. (laughs) Are you referencing the good burger where he just got the the bun? (laughs) I I expected a patty. Is a patty something? (laughs) I was not referencing that. That is a term that they say on D-comedy. Okay. Um, for, like, characters in Disney Channel original movies that are, like, just no personality. They're just there to be there. So maybe, they call them nothing burgers. Maybe they're referencing Good Burger. They could be. I if, So I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm referencing Good Burger. Well, if you... Yeah, because I was say, if you weren't, I'm going to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's, like, one place where I really felt, like... This backstory was really cool, 
and the DM had a lot to work with there, but it didn't really actually connect too much of my character. It was like kind of tangent to my right. character. Right. You as a player after the fact were like, okay, like. How I do c- I play Tristan? Yeah, like I didn't give myself any personality or anything. Like, yes, he cares about his daughter, but his daughter is safe. Yeah. His daughter's pretty much safe and like he just doesn't want to talk about her because he doesn't want the are the like he doesn't know who he can trust basically because he doesn't really understand who killed his wife. So like his main thing was like I want to try to figure that out. But he also didn't have any leads. Exactly. That's <laughs> so what I'm it, was it was nothing. There's no, there nothing there. But I mean it, it was almost right. Yeah, as we played I got a little more of a personality to him but it was like there was nothing to start with, and I was like, well, this character's kind of boring to play. There's not much to do with it. Yeah. I remember when you made him, you told me, and you were like, yeah, this backstory's so cool, and then you were playing him, and you were like, this guy is <laughs> so boring. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Do you have any characters you wanted to talk about? For myself? That yeah. I have played? Yeah, or remind me of other ones I did. I can remind you of other ones. <laughs> Um, how about your first character, Galandin? Okay, so Galandin I made as basically the trope of orcs killed the woman he loved, and then now I hate all orcs. And so I, what, I, what I wanted to talk about for this is, like, this. I think it's a problematic trope and we shouldn't do it anymore, but this was, like, you know, um, eight, nine years ago before I had learned more and, like, grown as a person. Right. But basically, my thing with this was that I thought it was cool during the campaign that once, like, we encountered orcs and he would, like, uh, try to... Basically, he, like, kind of went into a rage, but he was a ranger, so he didn't actually go into a rage. Not mechanically speaking. Yeah, but he would, like, just target orcs. If it was, like, a group of enemies and there were orcs, he'd be like, I'm going to go get them. And then I felt like as the campaign went on, he kind of, like, grew and learned, like, Okay, maybe it's just, like, not all orcs are bad. There was probably a subset of orcs that did this to my lost love and my family or whatever. But, you know, it wasn't all orcs are bad. Yeah. So I just felt like that one, it was, like, a nice backstory in that the it gave me somewhere to grow as a character. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing that if you can loop that in, like, giving yourself somewhere to grow. So, like... The one that Quinn mentioned where you have a sick sibling, there's not really much to grow on there, but if you add a few more things like, oh, maybe they're, you know, they're clumsy or something and then they want to try to, like, get better at um, balancing or sword play or whatever. Yeah. You just add a little bit there and give them something that they can grow as or grow with. Yes. Give yourself some sort of character arc to go on because right. otherwise and it's like, not very exciting and, and I would say that you want it to somehow relate to your character and not just be like like oh I want to you know get this medicine for my sick sibling that's okay but somehow you have to like make it a little more affect you I would say I don't know I guess that one's okay here I'll give you an idea so go they're, for it. they're trying to get medicine for a sick sibling whatever so maybe they go and into they like, were a fisherman sure i said that okay and they go into a gambling hall 
And they've got, like, they've earned a bit of money, but they're trying to get more money quick. And they happen... Medicine's expensive. Medicine is expensive. And they luck into, or maybe they have some skill at, you know, like, reading people. Mm-hmm. So they are successful in getting more money. But they piss off whoever they were playing against. And yeah. now those people are coming after them. Or they're at least annoyed with them, you know. At the very least, they're not pleased and maybe they have powerful contacts or something. Right. Yeah. And then maybe they get pressed into service by this person. Or maybe they don't even know. And that's the end of the backstory. Is like, oh, yeah, and I got this medicine for my sibling by cheating at cards and no one knows. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, someone found out and now they're coming for you. So, yeah. like, then it gives you somewhere that's a little more interesting. Right. And, like, you know, a quest to go get medicine for a sick sibling is fine. That just doesn't give you much to work with as a player. Besides, yeah. like, I want to help my sibling. Maybe if you could be altruistic and want to help everyone. Yeah. Then it's, like, more of a character um, personality trait, you know, yeah. rather than just, like, I want to help my sibling. Yeah. I said altruism, right? Right? Yeah. That's right, Manny? Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yes, altruism, helping for the good of helping, just like... Yeah. Doing things for the sake of, of the being good. Being good. Um, the more you know. Yes. All right. Now let's talk about Raven, because you said you liked her backstory and liked how it was incorporated into the campaign you played her in. Yeah, so Raven, I had grow up with a twin sibling uh, brother, and she was a girl. Was she a rogue? She was a rogue. Okay. And basically the goal, or the backstory was that her dad was a rogue and kind of, like, taught her and her brother some tricks. But then he, like, crossed around people, got killed. And then her and her twin brother struck out on their own. And then she, um, like, basically became an assassin so that she didn't have to become a prostitute. <laughs> okay. something along those lines. And, like, helped take care of her little brother. It, like, she was, like, you know, a minute or two older or whatever. <laughs> Oh, and the mom died in childbirth because mm. who wants to write two parents? Not Disney. Not Alex. Not Disney or Alex. So okay. then, um, yeah, then later on in the campaign, like, I don't remember why her and her brother, like, went their separate ways. I think maybe her brother or her got, like, put in prison for something. I thought you know, her brother works. got in prison. Yeah, maybe I think she's he, trying to okay, get him out. Okay, that's right. That is what it was. Thank you, Quinn. This was, like, you know, six years ago. Yeah. So, yes. Okay, her brother went to prison for, like, a crime that he did commit. (laughs) Not wrongfully persecuted. He was rightfully put in prison. Okay. But then she wanted to, like, earn money to bail him out. And later on in the campaign, the DM had made him, like, a mastermind. Or not a mastermind. Like, a bad guy in a different part of the world. Like, he had somehow got out of prison and then, like, you know come into power in his own right over there. Like, he was, like, a mafia boss. Yeah, but in a different, like, part of the world. And then I don't... I don't know that the DM had great reasoning for why he didn't contact Raven, but my guess is maybe it was, like, he was, um, like... I bet he was trying to protect her. Okay, I was thinking it could be that, or it could be the opposite, where it's, like, uh, not the opposite of protecting her, but the opposite of, like, um being nice rather than being mean and maybe he like felt like he was always been in her shadow 
Mm. And so he's like trying to strike out and be like, I don't need you to protect me forever, Raven. Yeah. You know, something I can, like that. I can take so it could go either way. I don't yeah. remember what he did, but, you know, that was kind of cool. I thought that, like, oh, the twin brother that, like, I'm trying to save, then all of a sudden I meet him. I'm like, whoa, you're out of prison? Like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was kind of cool. A similar thing just happened in the book that I'm reading right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say anything on air. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so I think those are the ones I wanted to talk about, Quinn. Did you have any that you wanted to add, anything you wanted to add? Or maybe do you want to wrap us up with, like, what are maybe the bullet points of our tips? So one more example that you had of, like, a really great backstory that actually, like, tied into the character and gave her, you know, a reason for doing everything was April. Yeah, so we did talk about April on our witch episode a little bit. Yeah. But if you recall, that idea behind her was that her mom got lost, and then she had a dream. Um, with the, She had the hermit background, so her discovery was basically a dream that the other party members or, you know, future party members would help her, like, find and save her mom. So that was, like, she was, like, content to be a witch and like was doing her witch thing but then like you know her backstory was basically yeah I grew up and became a witch and started selling potions and remedies and poisons and cures and what was that third one potions (laughs) yeah but then you know we went on the adventure together because she wanted to help find her mom and then it also gave me like a point of reference like whenever we met someone new do you know my mom? And people are like, what? No. So, you know, it was just like a fun, it was, the backstory was included, and then we did end up saving her mom. So that was awesome that we got to do that, you know. So it was like, it was a good backstory. And, like, the backstory wasn't really that elaborate. It was just like, oh, I had a dream that these people would help save my mom. Yeah. And then they did. They did help her save her mom. Fact. All right. I think people now kind of get the gist of what we're saying, that, like, you want to have some detail, but not such an overwhelming amount of detail that it becomes... You don't want to write a novel. Yeah. I mean, if you want to write a novel for your character's backstory, you can, but it's a little bit more fun if you're collaborating on that work with the DM. Yeah. And it helps keep both of you invested in your character. Yes. And that's, that's yeah. an, there's another thing that I know Jeremy from Three Black Halflings and probably other people have mentioned where, like, when you're building the city that your character is from, if they're, uh, if it's in a homebrew world, you can work with the DM to, like, build the city. And then you're more invested when you get to that city and the DM's a little more invested in, like, helping you incorporate things you want, you know. So that's yeah. another – it's kind of backstory-related idea that Definitely. Three Black Halflings had that I think is really cool yeah. and a great option. Okay, so, yeah, bullet points, like you said, give the story um, – or, you know, write the story to be flexible yes. and not, like, so detailed, but – Enough detail that it's not nothing. Yeah. Make sure it has a nice little, like, outline with hooks. 
Alex is just making a hook motion for me. I wasn't going. I wasn't she talking about that. She charaded it. We charaded it. People yeah, at we home. Did. We did. You didn't see it, but I made it happened. A hook. Um, but you also don't want it to be constricting. Mm. With how like these events already happened and they are immutable and nothing can be changed about them. Yep. Yeah, maybe Tristan would have been more fun if, like, the daughter had been on the adventure with us, and then he would have had to, like, worry about, like, oh, gosh, I got to keep her disguised and keep her safe. Like, yeah. Would have given her, at least it would have given him something to do, <laughs> if nothing else. You heard it here first, folks. Bring your kids on the adventures with you to give you yourself keep them safe yes so that you have something to worry about as a character yeah <laughs> okay so also give yourself room for growth like you don't want to be playing i mean unless you're playing like a, a superhero rpg you don't want to start off as a superhero yeah you want play like room to grow that's part of like the hero's journey that like gets people excited about stuff is like you know? They make movies about that. They sure do. <laughs> movies, books, TV shows. Nope, only movies about only the movies. hero's journey. I've never read a book nor seen a TV show about the hero's journey. <laughs> it's only ever movies. Did I mention I don't read books or watch TV? <laughs> we know that's a lie. Yeah, is there anything else we mentioned that we want to reiterate here before we maybe make a character? Oh, I guess one last thing we want to say is make sure that whatever you do have in the backstory is actually personal like it isn't just like make personal whatever to the character you're making yes okay. like what we were saying with like the six sibling thing like you want to make sure that you have a reason more than yeah they are your sibling and you want to help them because like most siblings probably want to help their siblings if they're sick yeah don't so make give that yourself your... a little more yeah don't make that your only thing yeah it's it's a good thing, it but is just good. add more. All right, I think I think we should, you know. Well, we haven't yet talked about how to incorporate the background. Oh, that's true. So, okay, one thing about these backstories is like what we just described was not at all using the background. We're just mm -hmm. talking about coming up off the dome or using some sort of inspiration to come up with a story. Right. And Another you, thing you can do is use the backgrounds and be like, oh, this one has cool features. Maybe I want to do this. And that can right. give you ideas. Yeah, because usually we go the other way where we're like, okay, this is our story. Which background fits with what we've written? It's like what we would probably say for that one would be like maybe a folk hero, maybe like a merchant kind of person, maybe an outlander, because they were like a fisher person. you know, Sailor. Yeah, one. Sailor's one. So those are all, like, possibilities that you could use. There's also a new option, I believe, in Tasha's where you just, like, make your own background. Where basically you, like, get two skills. You get either two tools, a tool in a language, or two languages, and then, like, some equipment. Yeah. And then I think you take a feature from a different background. Oh, that's what it is. You take a feature from one of the existing backgrounds and then... You get the equipment associated with that background. So that way you could be like, well, I don't really feel like a, a sailor because they were fishermen. But I think they would have survival and, I don't know, perception or something. I mm -hmm. don't know. Whatever fishermen would have. 
or maybe um, how about survival and um, deception if they're really good at cards? Yeah. Like we said, they went to the gambling house. So then that could be your backstory, and then you pick like, oh, one. Well, you need the tool of like fishing gear. That's like a tool set. I think is like you know fishing equipment. Maybe sailing um, water vehicles could be your other one, and then there you go. And then you could do like the sailor background or whatever background feature you want. Yeah. And then, as Alex was saying before, you can go the other way that you can be like, oh, yeah, I like the sound of this haunted one background from like the Curse of Strahd or Von yes. Richten's, whatever one it's from. I think it was Curse of Strahd first, but it might be in Von Richten's too. Where, like, you're like, oh, I like these fun features. Let's come up with a story for that. I think that's a little harder to do. I agree, but, like, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. Yeah. And I think some of those, like, you can roll dice in all of those to, like, get features and help flesh out the that character. That is true. If you they don't know. They do give you, like, tables to help you come up with stuff. Yeah, so you could do that, too. It's definitely, there's no wrong way to do it. Like, the way we do it is make the story first and try to match it to a background or yeah. figure out. I say, I think the only wrong way to do it is if you don't give yourself a good, <laughs> like, enough to work with for to make yourself have fun when you're playing a character. That's the only wrong way to do it. Make a nothing burger. Make a nothing burger. If you get two pieces of uh, the top bun, the bottom bun, two pieces of bread there, nothing in the middle. Yeah. Got to make sure there's something in the middle. Whatever feeling you the, want to put in the there, make sure there's something. The top one is the name that says Tristan. The bottom <laughs> one says Monk. And then it says Human on the other side. And there's nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just eating bread. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love eating bread, but when I'm playing a D&D game, but I want to have the full sandwich. Yeah, you want a full sandwich. You want some meat in there. <laughs> some some meat delicious meat burger. and cheeses. Yeah. All right. Do you want to make a quick character? We could let's. How about we just use the story we keep referencing? Yeah, let's just and do it. I'll roll our class and stuff, and we'll just see what we get. Okay. And like, this is probably the story we're gonna use. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Let's roll it. Good news, we're making Ann again. Ann Ekans. Ann Ekans. Sandwalker, because we have a lizard folk body type. Okay. Male. Bard. Okay, hold on. Okay. We have some interesting traits here. I look forward to hearing about them. First of all, we have the mimicry from Kinku. So you can't talk. You get all the mimic sounds in other people's voices. <laughs> Incredible. Excellent. You have Tinker from the Rock Gnome. Which I believe gives you like proficiency with tinkering tools, and then you can make small devices. Yeah. Dorgar resistance from the Dorgar, um, which I think gives you like resistance to magic. Okay. And radiant soul from Azamar, so you can manifest wings for a minute, and then when you do um, damage with a weapon, you can also do radiant damage with that. Lovely. I think we need to go to Fantasy Name Generators to name this boy. Cut to the stats we rolled. Oh, please. Nine. Nine. Thirteen. 
17, 18, 16. Wow. I was wrong. There were not two 18s. There was a 17 and an 18. Still both really good. That is... It's a pretty great spread. Incredible. I mean, you got two nines balancing it out. That's true. But 13, 17, 16 are, and 18 are all good. So do we want to just make... Are you going to find a name? Yeah, I'm going to read you some names. Grizz. Jurassic. Trask, Ithrosk, Trissi, Ashraxel, Akulit. I like Ashraxel. Ashraxel. And then Kulit. Was that the next one? Akulit. Okay. We'll make that their sibling. Okay. So this boy. Okay. I rolled again to see what their sibling would be. And they're, they're male as well. And they also have a lizard folk body type. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's perfect. Good. And they have a gnome trait. They have gnome cunning. See, there's gnome oh, in their blood. There's gnome in their blood. Oh, they also have, they also have air cocker talons, which is very good. <laughs> so, like, there's definitely there's some bird in their background because they got the kenku mimicry, and their sibling has the feet of. A, and then they've got like the angelic wings, but oh, like yeah. wings with the birds. Yep. it's it's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on for the character whose name I've already forgotten. Ashroxel. Just that good. Ashroxel. So, yeah, Ashroxel wants to help their sibling, Akulid, and go to get medicine. So, Ashroxel, being the bard, you know, charismatic person that they are, they go to the gambling house and they try to, um, you know, they win. Either by cheating or by luck. We can leave that up to the listener. Mm-hmm. And then they are going off to try to, like, I guess if they got money, did they buy the medicine or are they still trying to get the medicine? That is a good question. And my question. next question is, because if they leave to get the medicine, it makes sense that they would leave. Or if they get the medicine, then this, like, the group of people or whatever chase them out of town, basically. The people that Both are good are stories. How about we roll a die to see which story we're going to go with? Okay. So, odd, we go with they have to go get the medicine. Okay. We got a two. All right. So, they were successful in getting the medicine, but then... Run out of town. Yes, they're run out of town. And someone else could play a Kulid in the party if they wanted because we had He's the, all better. Yeah, he got the medicine. I got better. Yeah. <laughs> I got Dang turned into a newt. newt. It's funny because they're lizard folk. Exactly. And if you wanted to play that one, I did roll like clerics. So, you know, just you do you, but that's what I rolled. Okay. Yeah. So I think that Ashroxel. Ashroxel, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, they were chased. So they got the medicine. They're like pumped. They're like, Akulu, check it out. Check it out. I got the medicine for you. And then they come back, and Akula's like, oh, awesome, this will make me all better, and I'll feel so good, but and also then, there's like, these people looking for you? Yeah, and then, like, a week later, they're minding their own business, and then, like, an angry mob comes to their house because this yeah. person, like, whipped up a frenzy of, like, I don't know, they found some mercenaries or something. Oh, also, when I said, okay, when Oshroxwell really says this, Medicine? 
Got it. Got it. And then hands it to them. <laughs> because was, they have mimicry. Yeah, that was a beautiful, like, dove coo. Oh, thank you. Pigeon coo. That was a, the calming happiness sound that a shrakzal makes when they are happy. It was beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that. I think that's a good backstory. By, and it was, like, you know, three sentences. Like, fantastic yeah. sibling, cheats at gambling to get money for medicine, gets medicine, gets chased out of town by angry mob. Or it doesn't have to cheat. It could just be they happen to... Yeah. Like, yeah. They got lucky and, like, the house is obviously supposed to win or whatever, but he happened to not. Yeah. And dipped out at a good time. That's really the, the, what it is, you know, with gambling. A lot of times, when you got to leave when you're ahead or mm-hmm. the house will get you. Yeah. Because that's how they're set up to be. Yeah. Welcome to our gambling advice podcast <laughs> where we tell you how to gamble and beat the cows. <laughs> I'm Alex, and here with me is Quinn. We call her Queen Quinn. Queen Quinn. Who Queen has, of Spades. Queen Quinn, who has never been to a casino. Alex, who has? All right. I definitely so when let's you let's have give him his stats. Blackjack, you don't want to double down. All right, anyway. <laughs> that I, makes I, sense. That's just statistics. I did that once and the dealer was like, Are you sure? And I was like, Yeah, I'm sure, baby. It's my bachelor party. I'm doubling down. I won both hands. Get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not usually good advice though, because you have twenty and you're like, Yeah, you could probably win with that. Yeah. You want to choose the stats quick? Yeah, Ashok. yeah, yeah. Ashok, I think so. charisma. Chari- Why did I say that? So charisma. Weird. Why did I say it so weird? Charisma. I think charisma <laughs> should be 18. 18, yeah, I agree. And put the plus two there, because why not? Okay. We have the power. We do. I think this should be pretty. He should be pretty wise because yeah. he is a like fisherman. He's got the survival skill. We do probably. seventeen or sixteen there. I see the seventeen. Why All not? Right. And then we're we gonna do a plus one. Make him so wise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Eighteen wisdom. Oh, and this is a level one character because he's like yeah just beginning his journey. Yeah. And then bards are. It's good to be a little con and a little dex, so maybe we yeah. dump int and strength. All right, nine and both of those, int and strength. Yeah, because I feel like if you're a bard, you kind of got to be able to wiggle. Got to have some dance moves, and that's more So he's better at, like, than... finding the fish and navigating than maybe pulling the haul in. Yeah. Okay. That's what a coolant's for. A coolant's for that? Yeah, coolant's the buff brother. Okay. That's what they call him, Buff Brother. Buff Brother. Um, a coup with the buff. <laughs> Turn us next week for a <laughs> No, I don't think we'll do that. I don't think so either. But anyway. Um, Dex or Con? Let's roll a die. Okay. If it's a one, and by one I mean odd, <laughs> Dex will be higher. It was a two again. Okay. So... Con is higher. higher. All right, beautiful. We got his stats. All right. And then we want to pick the skills because Bard's you just get to pick three skills. So yeah, we'll just let you pick all the skills. And like we said, you could use Tasha's. Or you could do Sailor. You could do. Uh, I probably wouldn't do Folk Hero for this story. No. But 
you could maybe do guild artisan with like the trade being fishing. Yeah, because that could probably work. Let me see. There's let me look at these backgrounds real quick. Background. There might be. Because people have made new ones that I don't. Well, I mean, I'm that. sure that somewhere you can find any kind of background you yeah. want. Okay, by people I meant there is Wizards of the Coast okay. also. Here, this is, I see a fisher that has been published somewhere, so let me see where it has been published. Ghost of Salt Marsh. Okay, that makes sense. History and Survival. Okay, that's close to what we said. Yeah. And then I assume you get like maybe sailing, but definitely fishing tools. Fishing tackle, a net. Oh, that's equipment. Um, they give you a language. Okay. And then something else, like a tool? No. Oh, well, then just do Tasha's and take a tool as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you're you're a fisher, but... Yeah, there you go. So there you go. That's, uh, yeah, like, that was a quick backstory. We had no plans to do that. We just, like, slapped it together. Kind of threw away Quinn's throwaway line of like, oh, you get medicine for your sick sibling. And we made that into a backstory. And then, like I said, if you want to work with like your DM to make the city that you got chased out of, that could be cool. Yeah, um, city, town, whatever. Go into more detail about like what kind of fishing you did in particular, you know? Yeah. What was so. this medicine? Is this like a common sickness? Is it going to recur? Yeah, is it like... Did the medicine fix it permanently, or are you going to need to buy more? That's yeah. another thing you got to think about. So, All kinds of fun stuff. Or as a bard, maybe also the goal would be try to learn some sort of healing magic to get rid of the sickness if it is recurring so you don't have to buy the medicine. You know, yeah. that could be another goal. I guess goal. my question for this is why – how do they become a bard? Uh, seeing sea shanties. Yes, I was just gonna say. <laughs> so maybe. Well, no, you don't want to oh, sing while you're fishing. Whistling really good because they can't sing because they're mimic. Whistling, they okay. But if you're a mimic, like he, he hears an instrument and he can just make that noise with his mouth. That's how he became a bard. Okay, so maybe that's how he was making money. Ooh, ooh, here we go. I'm gonna add to the backstory. Do it. All right, so he was he was making honest money doing his sweet performances, yep. and then he got robbed. <gasps> Why? Why would someone do that? Quinn? Because people are jerks. I know. And who robbed him? Trader Joe. <laughs> <laughs> spelled the way you would think a trader would be spelled. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Trader Joe's the grocery store. I assume it's the other way. Okay, so you were going traitor. Joe. Yeah, traitor. T r a i t o r Joe. Traitor Joe. Okay, so not yeah, traitor then, Joe. Then his brother. Traitor Joe is so nice. He's oh. always trading people for yeah. goods. But his brother was so sick. He's like, I need this medicine now. Yeah. So that's why he's like, I got my get rich quick scheme. Yep, and that scheme was luck. According to you and cheating according to me. <laughs> so you go with whichever one you yeah. want. Yeah. All right. There. So he he already he had those good good musical talents. Yeah. I like that a lot. And then maybe also he 
is like because he's got the tinker background. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like trying to invent new instruments to like oh. a hurdy gurdy type of thing, like where he's like doing like mechanical Make that new sound. type of instruments. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that, that new sound, sound you've been looking for? <laughs> it's listen right here. Yes. Go listen to Ashroxel. Yeah, so Ashroxel, though, like, that's so cool if he, like, made an instrument that, like, can accompany him. I'm thinking, like, you know, a DJ. Um, <laughs> oh, he's got his turntable. Yeah, like, turntables and, the like, little, the mixing board. Yeah, the s- soundboard. S- yeah, soundboard. I mean, he is a soundboard, right? Like, oh my, he's Mercury. Yes, he is a soundboard. He's invented soundboards. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm pumped about this oh, man. now. It's Roxel. Roxel. I also really want to play a character with the Mercury thing because I think. To challenge I would, yourself? I would have so much fun doing yeah. it. I might get annoyed after like five sessions, but I would have fun at first. I would have too much fun. <laughs> Okay. I would be writing down things people said and then trying to imitate their voice <laughs> with what they said. Yeah. Because careful what you say in character because I will remember. Alex always remembers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unless it's a name, then I'll take it. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All okay. right, Quinn. I think we're good. I think we're good. You can find more information about our show at a couple of com. Have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character? Email us at a couple of characterspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. And get excited, all you Android users, because you can now also rate our show on Spotify. Woo! Yeah! Yeah, fives are review on Spotify or iTunes, Apple Store, whatever it is. Or you know. both. Or both, 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 both. <laughs> um, yeah, and also tell a friend about our show, because that will also help us grow. And <laughs> um, you can tell them to rate us on both, too, you know? You tell one friend, and then they tell one friend, and we get a pyramid scheme going of ratings and <laughs> passing along of our show. That's how we should Except everyone's work. a winner. Yeah. No one gets screwed out of all their money at the end. Yes. Except maybe... No. No one no does. One. No one does. <laughs> no one does. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search ACUC Podcast. You can finally support us by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC podcast and any books that you buy or other things that they have at bookshop.org will help out our show and will also help out a local bookstore of your choice. You can also find Gwyn on Dungeons and Dragon types playing the character Willow. Yes, we're on a brief hiatus right now, but we're set to return soon. So you got time to catch up on all our adventures. Yeah, especially if you only listen to the Willow episode, it's like four or five? Like Eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am not paying attention. I listen to them, and then I don't know how many I've listened to, apparently. <laughs> I just, I listen to them all. I do. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NotADrQuinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling.
So I tried to hold back it, and then it was worse. I never tried to hold back the cough. It always makes it worse. Just rolling. Just rolling. Sweet right. baby Jesus. What kind of fish you did?